Hey, are you a woman in your 40s or 50s in perimenopause or menopause who's struggling to lose weight? Are you unsure about which foods to eat to fuel yourself in this next chapter of life? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the It Starts With Dinner podcast. We're your hosts, Carly Knowles and Carmen Shaw, your dietitian and nutritionist team, two busy midlife women and wholehearted home cooks on a mission to elevate women one meal at a time. So grab yourself a tasty snack and get ready to be inspired and motivated because inside we'll share everything we know about holistic nutrition for menopause, tips for healthy behavior change, and help you learn new tools to care for yourself every day so you can boost your confidence, feel good in your body, and thrive in midlife. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today, we're diving into the topic of protein. We jokingly say around here, not so jokingly, that protein (laughs) is queen at Radiant Knowing, especially for midlife. And if you didn't get a chance to tune in to our last episode, we spoke a lot about nutrition specifically for midlife, which we define here as 40s and 50s. We have really unique needs as we age into our 40s and 50s. And like we talked about on the last episode is we have probably the least amount of time for self-care in this stage of life when we're caring for so many others as moms and taking care of aging parents. So what we want to do is give all of our incredible listeners and audience here some really helpful tips to get you targeted nutrition for this stage in your life for busy health-conscious moms in their 40s and 50s. So let's talk about protein and how important it is for women in midlife. So protein does a whole variety of things, and I think it's important to start with when we eat protein, when you have some of that chicken breast or you eat some fish or some tofu, it turns into amino acids in our body. And amino acids are the building blocks of protein for so many different factors and reasons and needs. But some of the most important ones in midlife that we talk about with our clients is to help preserve the muscle mass that you have so that you don't lose it. Because guess what? In midlife, we start to lose muscle, but it also helps us build new lean body mass or muscle, which is also extremely important. And it helps us maintain our set point or metabolism, our our caloric set point. It's also called our RMR, and it sustains our energy long-term. It helps us increase our fullness and satiety. So are you satisfied after your meal? Well, guess what? The more protein you have, the more likely your body physiologically is going to feel satisfied and that you're going to feel full. And it helps also reduce food cravings. This one's really interesting to high carb and high sugar foods. So this is a really common situation that we see with our clients. Someone will come in and they'll they'll talk to us about feeling like they can never satisfy their hunger. Like they just are constantly craving food and they, they just can hear that food monster like talking to them all day long. And when we do a review of what they're eating, we call it a 24-hour diet recall or we look back in their food diary at what they're eating, we'll find that often the women that are saying that are having these either larger spaces of time in between meals or the meals that they are eating and the snacks they are eating are deficient in protein. And protein, for all the reasons I just described, are really important. 
But if you're not getting enough of your energy needs met at baseline, your body is smart. Your body goes into a state of survival and it starts knocking on the door a lot more and a lot louder saying, give me food, give me food. And it wants specifically carbs and sugar, not because you obsess about carbs and sugar, but because your body actually is wise and it knows that those sources of energy are going to get into your body the fastest in the form of glucose. And they're going to give you a burst of quick energy the fastest so that you can effectively stay alive. So you're not broken and you don't have something wrong with you. You just may not be nourishing yourself adequately and specifically with protein or enough protein to reduce some of those cravings that make you feel out of control. Kind of interesting, really. Fascinating. It is. It's so cool. And then night snacking. You know, it, it's kind of on that same page that at the end of the day, your body may say, hey, I didn't get enough to eat. I'm really hungry. Go feed me. And women can find themselves standing in front of their fridge at night, you know, not having felt that satisfaction because they weren't getting the protein throughout the day and now are trying to make up for it. So we cannot emphasize protein enough. As we age, period, but just as busy people who need to sustain their energy and preserve muscle mass to pick up those babies, to pick up the groceries, to pick up, you know, whatever we got going on is is important and just to set us up for longevity. Yeah. And, you know, a question we hear every now and then is, is all protein created equal? Maybe mm. you could speak to that, Carly. Yeah, so we're you're talking about like animal protein versus vegetarian sources of protein. Right. Yeah, so I I really like this question and I do not have a bias to one or the other. We work with vegetarian clients and people that are pescatarian and all sorts of eating styles. Protein is interesting because it is easier typically to eat animal sources of protein and take in less volume to reach higher numbers. So a bite of chicken compared to a bite of tofu, for example, or a bite of beans, it's just going to be easier and more reachable in the animal source. But it is absolutely doable. With vegetarian sources of protein, you just have to be a bit more strategic. And it really is a volume game. For example, tempeh, a half a cup of tempeh has 16 grams of protein. And a half a cup of tuna, for example, canned tuna has 24 grams of protein. So there's an eight gram difference, which is not a huge difference. However, if you're trying to reach 120 grams a day, for example, let's say you figured out, calculated that that's the amount of protein you need. Those eight grams can really make a big difference in the long run, because if you are shaving eight grams off at each meal, well, now that's 24 grams that you need to make up to help reach your goals. And, you know, you try not to get too stuck in the numbers here, but the takeaway with that question, Carmen, is you just need to eat more strategically when you're eating a high protein vegetarian diet, for example, compared to animal sources of protein. But it is really beneficial to eat plant-based diet, as some people like to call it, that have variety and a 
higher quantity of plant foods, you know, leafy greens, vegetables, beans, lentils, etc. So we are not discouraging. It's just it's to be known that it is a volume game, period. But especially when you're focused on eating mostly or only vegetarian sources. We had a client recently mentioned to us, you know, a woman in her 40s, she needed a refresher on what are good sources of protein. Like really smart woman, but you know, we can't hold all these details, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's too much to keep track of. So a good refresher on protein rich foods. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's maybe do our top 10. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's great. So you know, we talked a little bit about tempeh. We compared it with tuna, for example. But one that we love and that all of America loves, if you go out there and do some recipe searching, it is hands down the most searchable protein out there. Any guesses, Carm? The versatile chicken. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> so a typical serving, depending on who you are, but around four ounces or we like a good visual because, you know, what's four ounces of chicken? Can't it's figure that out. <laughs> too much. So it's roughly the size of the palm of your hand without your fingers. Well, that's a good visual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everybody has a different size palm. So let's not get all crazy about the, the palm size here, but you get it. You get it. Yeah. And roughly that's about 36 grams of protein. So that's pretty cool. That's a very nutrient dense, protein rich source right there. What's another one of our favorite? Beef. Absolutely. Like steak, for example. We like flank steak. We like flat iron. And the thing I like about both of these protein sources is that you can batch them Ooh, pretty I love easily. That. Talk about yeah. that. Yeah. So batch cooking is a really great strategy for ensuring that you have enough volume to last for a couple of days. So you're basically doubling or tripling what you would normally cook in one meal because you're thinking ahead and you're setting yourself up for a few days in, right? And so I think with chicken and beef, yep. both are so versatile because you've got your your first go, your first meal that you've prepared for, but then you've got all these great leftovers that you can turn in to salads and mm -hmm. repurpose them into other recipes that you can use for your lunches or you can have another meal out of it. Oh, I love that. You know, you just reminded me I made these really delicious chicken thighs recently on a sheet pan. I did broccoli and chicken thighs and some sweet potatoes and it was really, really tasty. And I batched while I was at it. Let's just do another tray of the thighs. And I had just plain old baked chicken thighs with some salt and pepper and oil. And I ended up chopping them up and turning them in to this really delicious like pita pocket dinner where we cut pitas in half and we stuffed it with that same chicken. And now it turned into a hummus, veggie. I did some pickled radish, romaine lettuce. It was so good, these pockets. Ooh, that sounds so good. And it took 10 minutes max for that mm -hmm. second round because I had the chicken in the fridge. Yeah. And the other thing that I love about that strategy, we use it a lot in our household, is that we've got kids and every day is a wild card. Like they might like chicken grilled with Asian marinade one night, 
but the next time that's not going to be a go. So if we could grill the plain chicken yes. at the same time, then I have a safe food for them because I know that they're going to eat a basic piece of chicken cut up. Yeah, like, isn't that true? Pretty good likelihood. So that's another cool way to think of batching because we're, you know, cooking for our families. Yep. Yep. We have to hit a lot of nails on the head here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we really do. Yeah. Okay. So that's great. So we've talked about tempeh. We've talked about tuna. We've talked about chicken and beef. Let's go on to another favorite out here in the Pacific Northwest, and that is salmon. Oh, salmon. So multi-purpose, right? Yep. Because not only is salmon providing us protein, if we were to use that same visual of our hand, right, about three ounces of salmon, 21 grams of protein. It's fabulous. That's incredible. Now, talking again about midlife nutrition, inflammation, mm. right? We've got amazing omegas in salmon. Yeah. So I love what you're doing here. You just started building the story of the puzzle piece or the however you want to say, you started painting the canvas of <laughs> The whole picture, the whole woman, which is a core tenant of ours here at Radiant, knowing that we consider the whole person. Part of what's happening in midlife is a higher incidence of inflammation, and it shows up in so many different ways for different people. You're just at a higher risk for inflammatory conditions. And one of the things that we know that can help us reduce our risk and make us literally feel better if we have inflammation is omega-3 fatty acids. And what's a major source of omega-3s? It's fish. And salmon is right up there on the list. So we love that. And what you did so beautifully is you're like, wow, this is a protein source, but it's also a source of omega-3 fatty acids. And I need both right now. And so, boom, boom, put it together. There it is. So you, that was just so beautiful, Carm. Thanks. That was great. And we'll say this too. The research shows that when you're eating chicken, for example, or beef, if you choose a grass-fed organic source whenever possible, that you're actually increasing your intake of omega-3 fatty acids as well. And it's a very controversial subject, but we're going with the research on this one. And there's a higher level of omega-3s in eggs, in chicken, and in beef as well. So that's what the science is showing us. So keep that in mind. And then let's go on to lentils. About a cup of cooked lentils has about 18 grams of protein. Now, that's awesome because I would say if you had the lentil soup or you're doing a dal recipe, you might eat about a cup or so. And that's lovely. That's 18 grams. So love that. Mm -hmm. Now let's go into one of our favorite, personal favorite sources. I think Carmen and I probably start most days off with this source of protein. Do you want to? Oh, I Do you want to? Oh, I would love it. <laughs> Whole fat Greek yogurt whole fat greek whole yogurt. fat greek yogurt. and we're gonna yeah. save the whole fat part for a different episode because we know some of you are out there shaking around going fat. but we're going to get into it and why we recommend it in a subsequent episode but for now let's focus on the greek yogurt part we chose greek yogurt 
because it's higher in protein. And about three quarters of a cup has about 17 grams. grams. And you know what's so great about it is that you can use it as a topper. So it's like an Mm. add-on. So when I think about what we were just talking about, the, the lentils, like if you do a dal or a lentil soup, what often happens in our family is that my husband might make it, might be a little spicy. <laughs> so I add the dollop of the Greek yogurt on top, and then I'm doubling up my protein. It's such a practical and simple way to boost your protein. I love it. And your nutrients, because yogurt has so many other minerals and nutrients. So yay for that. I love that. Again, building. Layering. Layering mm-hmm. on the nutrition. That's great. And then, okay, cottage cheese is another fabulous dairy source. We recommend whole milk cottage cheese. About half a cup is 13 grams of protein. So you see we start to go down a little bit, but a half a cup, that's pretty realistic. You know, we're not asking for four cups, for example. So yeah, half a cup. I like to put chopped tomatoes, especially in the summer when they're just super yummy and, and juicy. And I'll do salt and pepper. This actually reminds me of our snack list that we'll give the viewers. Great idea. So anyone who's interested, go to our website, go to radiantknowing.com. And on our homepage, you're going to find the highest vibe snack list. How many days exactly, Carm? 365 days of nutrient-dense snacks. For busy moms, because we understand our audience and our audience needs quick and easy wins. And so we thought, heck, let's give our audience, all of you beautiful listeners out there, a win, an easy win. So you get 365 snack ideas. And one of them, for example, is the cottage cheese. And, you know, we put it in a few different combinations to help you reach your protein goals, but also just get nutrients in, nutrition in so that you feel good and you have energy and you can, you know, I like to say, seek the peak of your desires because you deserve it. And so check that out. Again, radiantknowing.com on our homepage, scroll down just a smidge and you'll see it'll say get this snack list a whole year's worth of healthy snack ideas. It's exciting. It is. Okay, we have two more on our top 10 list here. There are eggs. Can't forget the eggs. Two eggs is 12 grams. Now, when you think about some of the other things we've talked about, like chicken, 36 grams for the size of the palm of your hand, or tuna, half a cup, 24 grams. And all of a sudden, You hear two large eggs and you have 12 grams. It's like, oh, wow, it's actually not as much as I've always kind of thought it was. Right. So we like to say, let's normalize the three egg breakfast. Women, historically, I think, are are hesitant to order even more than one egg sometimes. And they still think they're, you know, eating enough protein. But if you're doing one egg, that's around six grams of protein. No way. You're not getting close enough to meet your needs unless you're pairing it with other high protein foods you're not going to meet your goal and thus get the benefits of the protein in midlife so we really recommend normalizing and eating a three egg breakfast and you can imagine the volume again is going to be 
higher here with three eggs than you might be used to. And so this is where that strategy comes into play. When you're sitting down to your breakfast meal, maybe you don't start with the toast and fill up on the toast. Maybe you start with the eggs to make sure you're meeting your protein needs and then go to your bacon or to your sausage to make sure you're getting that protein then onto the toast or your yummy veggie hash or whatever else you might have at breakfast. But again, a strategy could be prioritizing the protein on your plate to make sure you get that because if you are talking about a a volume game here, you don't want to save that nutrient-dense part of your plate for the end when you're already full because we don't want you to eat past your fullness either you know like let's let's stay in that nice range where we're not too hungry we're not too full we're just coasting along I love that yeah and then finally what's our last one the last one is almonds yep almonds it's such a great little easy small handful of almonds particularly in between meals go to snack You'll often see on Carlina's desks, we have a whole bag of them (laughs) sitting there. You know, just super simple. You can combine them super easily with a little piece of fruit, even some chocolate. Yes. Yeah. Chocolate dipped almonds. Yeah. What a fantastic little sweet treat. I love them so much. They often add a nice crunch too to something. If you crunch them up with the rolling pin or you know like a wine bottle on its side you kind of roll it over is a black bag that might have some almonds in it you just you grind them up a bit you could sprinkle them on a salad or top off some delicious pasta that you might have or that's fun or even i've seen some really beautiful recipes where you're coating a piece of fish with like an almond meal or a combination of different nuts and seeds to give the outside this crunch after you bake it so They are so versatile. We love them. We love them sweet. We love them savory. (laughs) We love them at dinner or at dessert. Yeah. So that's our top 10 list of whole food protein sources. Now, what's so great is in our nourished course, you actually don't have to pay attention (laughs) because we just went through a lot of things and a lot of numbers, but we have designed this program so that we can hold that for you. And we've created six weeks of meal plans that are high in protein. Yep. You know, that are are designed for us women that are in midlife. Yeah. And it's it's really amazing. And then we're teaching you the hacks and the strategies along the way. Yeah. You know, we've. We've run this program before, but we didn't take into account just truly how much information there was that we want you all to know because this information unlocks so much opportunity, potential, and health benefits for women. And we were so excited to like teach it all to you. And what we realized is if, you know, you're like us, in the way that our lives are incredibly complex and busy. And, you know, a lot of you are high-achieving, career-driven women. And if we can take something off of your plate, and when we say that, really, the mental burden of having to learn all these new things or figure something out, like, that's our goal, is to make this information in these little bite sizes to give you this really helpful information, but in a way that frees you so that you can 
go out there, feel good, reduce your health risks, preserve your lean muscle mass, set yourself up really for a fabulous midlife and an incredible rest of your life. And that's what we want to do for you. That's what we're dedicated to doing. That's why we've really restructured how we deliver our program so that we can get all of that accomplished without you having to work so hard at it. Because this isn't college and we're not teaching a class here. We just want to give you six easy meal plans with done-for-you grocery lists that just happen to have all of this info packed into it. So we hope you join us and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Check us out, radiantknowing.com forward slash nourished. Thanks. Thank you for spending your precious time with us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of It Starts With Dinner podcast. Make sure you rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if your beautiful multitasking brain wants to revisit the conversation from today, head on over to radiantknowing.com forward slash podcast for show notes.